0: ready gang
1: yep
0: massive podcast for us this is this is our third one difficult second album <laughs> yeah it's second been massive I think yeah. I was just saying earlier on that we need a bit of traction now and then suddenly the Christmas one we invite someone famous and do it in central London like Harry Redknapp yeah. yeah why not <laughs> okay, awesome. approach anyone Casper wants to invite Deli Ali next time hello and another warm welcome from me Ian Wallace to episode three of the year ends in one or as the kids say hashtag YE1 participants of ages 11 21 41 and 61 symbolizing the significance of the much renowned year ends in one tradition to spurs fans a huge thank you to everyone who downloaded and listened to episodes one and two we've been delighted with the figures so if you enjoyed it please continue to spread the word i'll say it again hashtag ye1 get it out there Many thanks to Rob White for featuring in our first two editions. It was truly fantastic for us all to meet him, Rob's father of course being the legendary 61 double winner, John White. Sadly, no Rob today, but the rest of the team remains unchanged. My son, aged 11, Casper Wallace. Hello. Simeon Wright of 21 years.
1: Hello again
0: Ian. Ricky Swarbrick, just turned 42. Hello. And finally our elder statesman, Peter Wright, also now even older at tender sixty two.
2: We did win the FA Cup in sixty two as well, so that's, that's I mean a great maybe, point.
0: Maybe the year ends yeah, in two. Ah, maybe, you must have to change that soon. <laughs> You'll be twelve soon, so that's good. But Pete, sixty two, you're still looking good, mate. Yeah. Um, So obviously since the last podcast, the novelty of the ages ending in one has taken its natural course. But I suppose the same fate has befallen the tradition since the 91 Cup win too. As ever, there's so much to debate. But before we start, let's remind ourselves of what's happened since 2nd of July. So I'd just like to introduce Sim, who's going to give us a little recap. Yeah,
1: cheers Ian. Um, Yeah, well to recap, we left it late at the lane against Villa on day one. We're second best by VAR in Manchester, or somehow managed to leave with a point, then showed absolutely nothing against Newcastle in the third game and blew full North London bragging rights in game four, but on the whole, another useful point. All this coming after finally lifting our voluntary transfer embargo with Tungay, m and and alone. Also, In the meantime, Jack Clark of Leeds bounced in and straight back out, whilst Kieran took a trip right back to Madrid. So yeah, Simon Levy has loosened just a little bit,
0: but sadly, didn't buy the baller. Yeah, Sim, there's some good puns in there. Hopefully everyone got those. I think, I think for the older generation of our listeners and me and Pete, it possibly sounds there. Uh, that little sketch is like a, a young Ronnie Corbett, do you think? Yeah, good comic timing
2: coming across. Good
0: comic there. timing, yeah. yes, I like it. I like the Tanguy and Sessegnon. Mm. Cool, right, so... Ricky... What would you like to bring to the table to discuss uh, for this, this episode?
3: Yeah, so I'd like to start by gauging everyone's level of satisfaction regarding the transfer window. It's been the first one in a year that we've participated in terms of new arrivals. I think it's a good time to talk about the transfer window because we've had a bit of time to assess the new signings and also the European transfer window has just closed.
0: Yep. Yeah. What, what do you, does anyone think that our best signings possibly were the ones we kept like now the, tra- the European manager, transfer yeah. was the <laughs> manager obviously yeah. Have, I've changed, well, yeah
3: I've changed my opinion on this because when we didn't sign anyone a year ago people were negative about it but I, I remember saying don't be negative because we've kept everybody that's the most important thing but I think if you don't refresh yeah in clicks form maybe there's a couple of different groups within the camp The ex IX players, you know, Ericsson, Vitongan, Toby Adevera, they're sort of one group, and I think there's another group of like Kane, Deli, maybe Sun as well, Dyer. I think we've allowed cliques to form, and I think those three, Ericsson, Toby, and Jan Vitongan, they're the ones that want to, supposedly, want to leave. Mm.
0: Have you actually heard that though? Ricky, about well, those click, or, like, or thing, is that like, just here's like here's an assumption? The thing. You, you, there's a lot of rumours. So I don't want to talk about rumours, but
3: you can only all you can do is make a judgment of the things that, that are actually done and said by the players and by the manager and by the club, and try and and try and interpret those things. So sort of reading between the lines. To to me, you can see different groups there. It's not. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, so it's just my opinion. Yeah.
0: That, that's funny you say yeah. that because me and me and Casper, we we watch a lot of well, you watch a lot of stuff on Instagram and YouTube. Do you? Do you I always see when the squad are training. Yeah. I sort of always see a lot of togetherness. Do you see yeah. that?
4: Yeah. Well, and then sometimes on like YouTube videos, they're doing like challenges. There, there is there's no like bad blood. There's it's yeah. always like they're all together and everything. Yeah. They're all laughing mm. at each other.
3: I don't know. Perhaps I'm cynical. I, I kind of imagine that those
1: are, have been scripted and marketed. But.
0: Well, Ricky, you are Mr. Glass-half-full, so yeah, yeah. Sim, sim wants the... Sim.
1: Yeah. yeah, but it's a pattern that I haven't really thought about, the fact that those are the three who are out of contract. I mean, they, they train with each other in the dressing room. They will have their own discussions. I don't know for sure if they play together all at the same time, obviously, totally and did. I'm sure Ericsson was probably I IAS at the same time as them. Yeah. Yes, but it was. possibly not a coincidence that they are the three who... Are seemingly running down their contract. I believe Yang contract contract off at the end of the season as well. It?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I think we'll come onto that a bit later. Yeah, about yeah, we, contract, but, yeah,
1: but again, so judging by
3: by what we see and what we know and what's said by the players and the managers, I wanted Trippier to leave. Really, but until yeah, because I I didn't think he was good enough. I think Trippier is really overrated. I think he had a good half a season for a us. good World Cup. Yeah, he had yeah, quite a good World Cup, but I think. A lot was made of that. I mean, he scored a good free kick and he, he took some corners. He wasn't terrible in the World Cup, but I feel like he was not as good as as perhaps everybody remembers. I, was, I thought he was, wasn't good enough last season. I thought he wasn't good enough to play for Spurs. So I wasn't I wasn't disappointed when he left. But again, so you know, judging by the things he's said since he left, um, and he's been really negative about the club, that proves that there is the, there are some issues in the dressing room whether it maybe it was just him i think i think you've got a point with yeah.
2: the i think that with the freshening up mm-hmm. on the squad i've got mixed feelings about this transfer window i saw a lot of frustration in potch in press conferences yeah. and, you know before that window closed the last window that's just closed i think it was last monday mm. um he was quoted as saying that this was the worst period of his life for Spurs, if we could assume that his best period was the Champions League semi-final, his best moment, his biggest high and his biggest low were within weeks of each other and he's, he's quite an emotional guy but what he hasn't had is had a chance to regenerate his squad and bring in people that he wanted. and. I think I just sensed a lot of frustration. I think, think
3: that's thinking? right, but on, on reflection, I'm slightly disappointed in Poch, because when he had that moment when Moura scored the last-minute winner and Poch fell to his knees, and, and I remember thinking, oh, he's just like one of us, he's on his knees in tears. But I realised with hindsight, after all the things he subsequently said, that they weren't tears of joy for Tottenham Hotspur, they were tears of joy for Maurizio Pochettino. You think, yeah, and I think he, he very think- much... That moment, he, he, he felt like he outgrew Spurs. He immediately, after that game, said, well, I might as well leave now. And then now he didn't, didn't he say, if we won the won Champions League, if we won the Champions League, League he,
0: would, he would have left.
3: And, but he said a few times afterwards, I might as well leave. He said something quite soon after that game. He said in a press conference, they might as well find themselves another magic man. And again, with hindsight, in the context of all these odd things that he said, that's a really disappointing thing to hear because we gave him that nickname. Yeah. You know, don't don't use that nickname against the club. The bad results at the beginning of this season, people were starting to speculate. Have some of the players down tools? Has Eriksson down tools? I think I don't think they're down tools. I think that's too strong. But I think to some degree, you could say, has Maurizio Pochettino slightly down tools? I mean, he. When we didn't sign a right back to replace Trippier, I thought to myself. I'm not worried because Potch will have something up his sleeve mm. but I think he didn't have something up his sleeve no he's going other you know, yeah, is, yeah. and not work. we said on the last podcast we all agreed on the last podcast that we thought he wanted that Man United job I'm just worried now that he is sort of mentally yeah decided to make but, you,
0: but you do you think it's like a classic cry for help you know he's going he's not getting what he wants behind the scenes no i think he's
2: remember he had two
0: windows where we did absolutely nothing yeah. he's not
2: been able to regenerate the squad mm. i heard somebody say there's this interesting stat with liverpool and klopp's first game which was actually against us mm. there are only three of those players at the club now who played against us Mm. In the case of Spurs, I think it's about nine of the players are still yeah. there. Yeah. So, that to me tells me that that's that. He's not been able to move yeah. people on and bring people in, and like you say, fresh enough. Mm.
3: But, but what I think will now happen now that the European Chancellor window is closed is I think Poch and Ericsson and Betongan and Adeviro will roll up their sleeves and get on with it and yeah. work hard.
0: He, he's, a, he's actually sort of said that, hasn't he? That yeah. he feels there'll be a back togetherness after that transfer windows because no one's going I mean a, a really interesting one did you know Casper, that Wanyama didn't go in the end I mean could he be useful could he get a resurgence I'm not sure I don't know how did you feel as an 11 year old bearing in mind you know we've us older ones have seen transfer windows of spectacular you know mm-hmm. 10 players coming in 10 players going out I mean you haven't seen a transfer window for a long time so
4: yeah I think it was a a, a good transfer window but we didn't really focus on defence which is I think what we needed yeah. because although Young can play left back and left wing back we mostly focused on midfield which I don't think we well now that we started playing I think we did need but when we were actually in the transfer window we already had like Deli, Eriksen, Wanyama and all of those players so I think we got a bit overexcited on all the midfielders that were linked to us. And I think we just signed them and didn't really think elsewhere.
0: Me and you saw a little, when we watched the game on Sunday, a little cameo of Lo, Lo Celso. Yeah. He did about two things and I'm quite excited. do you think?
4: Yeah, because if you're a player, like those little things can change fans' minds about you.
0: What, what, do, you, what do you think of Ndombele?
4: I think he's good. But when you look at the videos, he's, I think he needs to become more engaged with all the other people in the squad because he's basically just hanging around Musa Sissoko all the time. And I don't think he's grown a, a bond with other people in the squad yet. So I think he needs to settle in.
2: Did you watch the Villa game? Yeah. I, I was at that game and I thought that he looked like a player. And particularly when he scored, you know, he just wanted yeah. to get back to the halfway line and... Let's win this game, and I liked that about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's interesting what Casper says about
1: um, possibly we didn't address the defence when maybe I mean we've been left without possibly orthodox right back apart mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. apart from Walker Piers But actually, if you look across the board in the Premier League, I think City are down now because they they've had the injury to Laporte. They've let Company go. I think mean, City are down to Fernandinho and Stones. is their son half pairing, so possibly. Possibly that's just a trend within the league. I mean, Arsenal. I'd say still don't look particularly secure at the back. They've. I mean, Arsenal brought in Luis, didn't they? But they've still yeah. massive question marks with them defensively. United have brought in Maguire. Okay, he's he's a very good sighting, but he doesn't seem to have particularly made them watertight. It's still mm-hmm. it's still uncertainty. But who, so, who do you
0: think Singh will be our first choice defence? like? For this first, before the next transfer, um, well, the whole back four, right? yeah, whole back four. Um,
1: I think he's, I think he's looking at Walker Peters, um, probably Rose, but possibly I, I, it's It still remains to be seen whether Sessingon will be will be a left back or if he'll operate out of the pitch. Okay, and then hopefully Toby and Jan yeah. I just get the feeling Walker Peters
4: might
3: not be good enough. But oh, I'm, have to wait and see. I'm with you,
0: Ricky. Yeah, I just yeah. he
4: did look good in the first few games, yeah. like in some of the friendlies. He did look. Quite he did look good. In his lane. He,
0: just
1: needs, he needs more. He needs yeah. to trust himself more going forward. Because what yeah. I get, I think he's very solid defensively, mm. and I think he's um maybe he's not electric. But I, think I think I expected him to be fast because because of Kyle Walker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time I just see a lot of green in front of him. Yeah. Whereas Walker, Kyle Walker, original Kyle Walker yeah. would just burst into that space. Yeah. Trippier might. Put the cross in a bit earlier. I was wanting to trust himself a bit yeah. more just to. Cause there's always green ahead of him and he just seems to be holding back a bit. Maybe he, he feels like if he makes a mistake he won't get back in the team or something.
0: But what about, what about the hand grenade, Serge Aurier? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, sure, uh, surely, it I mean, be a, a
1: bigger.
2: To put Sanchez at right back ahead of him on. What, 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 what message
3: must that be sending out? Either, even
0: though he was coming back from injury, is that right? He, he actually
3: played quite well before he got injured. Maybe, maybe he's another player who's fallen out of
4: the pot. I don't know.
0: That's That's good. Good. I don't think he trusts him. I don't think he trusts him. You know, I wouldn't trust I me mean, As we call him, I mean, we call him at home every time with a hand grenade.
4: Um, Especially in his first two games, he got like two red cards. But if you remember, a few years ago, it was like, Fazio, I think his name was. Right. He's, the worst,
1: he's the worst player that's <laughs> ever oh. played
0: this first. It yeah. was Fazio. like
4: three games. He got, what, three red cards?
0: Fazio. And then
4: he goes on to Roma and, and gets voted best get defender in, in the league. Back pocketing
0: mess. And didn't uh, Daniel Levy uh, sell him for about £12 million, was it? Yeah,
3: mm. probably. Fazio? As yeah. Casper was saying, we've signed a lot of midfielders and I was wondering, Casper, who do you think will be our first choice in midfield in long term?
4: Mm, probably... From the first few games, probably, s- and some of them last year, but Winks, Sissoko, and Endon Bele, I think.
0: Yeah, it's a three, and then yeah. and then the the th- uh, one striker. I just can't
4: really see Deli or De- Eriksson even getting in the team
0: now. I think when they play behind Kane, I'm with really you on
3: Eriksson. Yeah. I'd always play Deli. I can't see Ericsson getting in the team. Yeah. I'm just fed up with Ericsson Yeah. Would you I have went, him I, wanted, to, I, I think I think yeah. it's a mistake that they didn't get rid of him. I, I think he. Oh, really. Uh, yeah. I think he. He was a bad influence in the dressing room until this European window is shut, and now hopefully he will roll his sleeves up and work hard. But
0: I I think he really works hard. I think he's a really misunderstood he's got, he's, player. He yeah. stats. like he
1: covers more ground than work well, the problem is massively overrated as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when, when would you have cashed in on Ericsson? Cause I, I, I get what you're saying. What um, Ian and Peter are saying about his, his very kind of like underrated running stats and, but that was possibly in I know, call it the golden days, but maybe like, I don't know, a year, 18 months ago when they were all possibly running, running more for Pochettino as a whole. Cause there was some really worrying stuff yeah. during the Newcastle game. I think for the goal. Where just the pressure on the ball was just non existent. I mean, the whole game lacked intensity, but maybe it's like a malaise that set him before. So, Ricky, would you have possibly let him go a year ago when before the situation was so desperate? Or I would to have sold him probably this window,
3: but nobody wanted to buy them, did they? We now don't sell to Premier League rivals, which is... Which that's, that's, a, that's a step forward. That's a step yeah. forward, and it's the, reason, a, it's the reason we, we didn't point. take much money for
2: Trippier. Yeah. So we we're no longer a feeder club for Manchester.
0: that's That's a great step forward for us, isn't it? Yeah. Because mm. yeah, you think in the past, over the past transfer windows, on deadline day, it, did Carrick go on deadline day to United? Berbatov. Berbatov. Berbatov, Berbatov yeah. Sheringham. Um, I don't know, it, but it? Yeah, but again, it's a gravy train up there. Whereas West Ham used to be our feeder club. Hmm. you know we were Man United's physical but it's a real step forward I think you're right just to wrap up this first topic just briefly do we think it's been a good window or do we not think it's been a good window so if we start with you Sim do do you think it's been a good window and who do you think is the best signing we've made
1: Um, I think it's been all in all a pretty good window Um, I think I'm slightly with Ricky that possibly if there was a chance to get rid of well, say get rid of, but to to cash in on Ericsson maybe it would have been the right thing to do. But the circumstances that everyone's looking at that they can get him on a pre-contract in January. Um, I'm not sure I can so, talk
0: to you again because I love
1: Ericsson <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we should have done that. But I mean, that's the way the club have looked at it. And I suppose if the player doesn't want to sign, then he doesn't want to sign. But on a more positive note, I'm very. I'm really, really excited about Sessingham. I think he's got a, he's got a real point to prove. He, he might start. He stagnated a little bit last year, but in possibly quite a poor team, a lot of our people at him. But I'm just I'm enthused not only to see how he performs, but to see where he actually plays, because yeah. there's really striking resemblance with Bale, um, without putting too much pressure on him. So yeah, I I'm altogether pretty. Pretty happy each let's,
0: let's, let's not tell assessing uh, you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then. So, uh, Ricky, what, what do you think? Do you think it's been a good window, and who do you think the best signing is?
3: So, I think it's been good, yeah. And Dembele, to me looks like he's an upgrade on, on Sissoko, and I know people love Sissoko, but I think we need somebody better in that position. You said Ori as a hand grenade. I, I think Sissoko is a wrecking ball how <laughs> um, to hit the onion back. Yeah, yes. exactly. How um, hard could it be? I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with Sim. Sessignon, there's a great player in there, and he's exactly the type of player that Poch will get the best out of. De Celso, I don't know. I feel like I haven't quite seen enough of him, but mm. like you said, we saw some good touches. So I think it's been good. I, I never thought we were going to get that guy. Um, Daibana. Daibana, yeah. I always had a feeling we weren't going to get him, so I wasn't too disappointed. We don't deal with in that market. That's no, like the top no top
0: we, top. we don't deal do in that yeah. market. Okay, um, Peter, what do you think from a from a generation of a man who saw Ardiles and Villa come in in the transfer window, World Cup winners? Yeah, what do you see, think?
2: Mixed feelings, really. I mean, kind of using the Ricky Villa Ardiles thing as a benchmark, those are like marquee signings of the time. I think and he looks like he could be a commanding midfield player with a drive, but with goals on the end of it. Then, on the other hand, we haven't addressed the right-back issue, so got reservations, about it. I have mixed feelings about it. I just wanted to point out a headline that I, I picked up an article uh Graham Sooners. Typical Graham Sooners, hard-hitting, no punches pulled. The headline, just the headline, says, Pochettino has told the line for five years, but is now ready to snap. Mm. You I know. think that might be true I actually yeah, read that article in it's in the Times isn't it? But yeah, yeah. yeah so, I, I, that was from last yeah, last, last Sunday yeah, it's an interesting article actually yeah so it's just trying to in defence of what you know he's tried to I mean, two windows without us doing anything yeah So it's kind of like a bit of a mediocre
4: window for
3: me
0: Okay, Casper, what do you think? Do you think has been a good window, and who do you think the best signing is out of uh, the four?
4: Well, considering the last two windows, it's been a, one of the best windows ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it it was a good window because obviously last year is not signing anyone, and then this year we've invested quite a lot of money.
0: Who do you think will come good for us?
4: Uh, I think Celso, Like, came on against City came on against Arsenal didn't mm. look too bad and
0: we 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 watched the, some YouTube I know it's a classic Danny Rose YouTube mm. highlights but we watched La Celso's YouTube highlights in, in uh, La Liga he scored a lot of goals a lot of assists I so really we, we're quite excited by La Celso aren't
4: we? but maybe is it because La Liga is an easier league or because the Premier League is really aggressive and maybe. La Liga is a bit a, a bit is a bit that's
3: why Trippie yeah. looks
0: good yeah 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 yeah.
4: Like did he got, he got like man of the match or something in his yeah, first pretty, game. Yeah. And he's, yeah. got, he's got like a, uh, two assists already.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I, considering I agree. to last season he scored like one goal in like the first game and then didn't do anything for the rest of the season. No, I
3: was, I was really frustrated with him last season. You mentioned um that we didn't sign anyone for a year. I've noticed that Liverpool have now done that same thing, not signed anybody. They didn't they didn't sign anyone in transfer window did they? And I just wonder. Not
4: big players,
3: but. I think they didn't sign anyone, did they? They
4: signed like a 16 year old for like one million. Yeah. Off oh, of Fulham. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like
0: yeah. So
3: I just wonder if we've set a trend here because in this era where players are now so expensive, um, I, th- I wonder if more teams are going to deliberately skip a transfer window in order to like save up. And then, and then to give yourself a bigger budget yes. for the next one, so that you can afford the type of players you want.
0: That's a great point. I just mm-hmm. want to throw something out there. Possibly yeah. this might be for another podcast. I think Manchester United are following our model. I genuinely think they are. They didn't buy anyone big. They're getting rid of the older players. They're getting these well, youngsters through. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, but they got rid of pay, you know some older players. I mean, there's a gravy train to Roma, wasn't there? Who went? Who went to Roma and Inter? About before the big lukaku sanchez um who went to roma um uh, chris Chris smalling chris smalling Um, you know three you know those big players you know you think they're big players but i think these youngsters coming through there i actually think they're following our model and which which worries me that ricky's point about Mm. the man united Mm. manager so yeah let's 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 not be negative because we know what ricky's like you know <laughs> 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 yeah. The was quality
2: yeah rather than quantity like the season before yeah. Liverpool identified two yes just the keeper yeah. and the center back yeah and it's went for those and they got them in place and yeah. look what
0: the result was. Yeah. So, so I, I just, just to sum up, I, I, I think we all agree it's been a, a good transfer window. Me personally, I'm I'm loving Ndombele. I mean, I, I really think he's going to be great for us once he gets going. I, I just think momentum for him will be great. So I think we'll wrap up that point, Ricky. Thanks for bringing that to the table. Um, good stuff, yeah, really good stuff. Good encouragement from the team. I like it. <laughs> it's like a potch team team unit.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. So Sim, I think... Uh, I think you're going to bring something quite interesting uh, and very current to the table. Yeah,
1: so I've got a few things that I'd like to talk about. So firstly, our most recent game, of course, being one of the biggest of the season, I think we have to have some reaction to the North London derby. But also, just before we talk about that, um, obviously having played City away too, it would be good for us to reflect on two, in my opinion, pretty positive results on the road against top six rivals, which is... Kind of the games that we've not necessarily performed particularly well in definitely last season but maybe like just down the years as well i love the um, agenda
0: now yeah. it's flipped from ricky's start with a bit of negativity and then seems yeah. positive too you know. yeah i mean i, mean, I've, a
1: I've, I, I wouldn't say i'm 100 positive about it but yeah so i'd like to talk about the um yeah about the north london derby games against the top six in general but also just on top of that, if anyone wants to pitch in with it, um, whether Manchester City and Liverpool are actually still rivals, because obviously 97 and 98 points speaks for itself. We were a long way back, so was everyone else. And then you've got a few teams on the outside of the traditional top six who were looking quite good in the early part of the season. Leicester, Everton, God forbid Ham. And whether or not we're actually still definitely talking about a top six are you saying is it a top two I kind of worry that it probably is a top two is it
0: a top yeah. two and then the next is a top six
1: it could be yeah it could be mm-hmm.
0: or a top two and like a seven below that or something okay it's and hard. so Sim can we or possibly Peter can we start with you what you think about the North London derby how, how do you sort of feel before the game and I, was, I was had, yeah. yeah
2: and then when the game started it's, it's like it's, it, it was a very hard watch I and mean, it was something that I felt like watching, slightly feeling like you want to watch it from behind the sofa, Mm -hmm. you know. Just look—it's the intensity of it. But then, you know, I wanted to nip out and go to the loo, and I can't—I can't can't take my eyes off this. It's just like I might, you know. (laughs) I think I think Sim stepped out of the room and missed the goal. You know, there's
1: nothing worse than the sound from the other room. Yeah, it was one of
2: those. If I were a neutral, I'd have loved. But as as a Spurs fan, it was a really painful game to watch. Is it like
0: watching Love Island? You know you shouldn't watch it, but you know you've got you to get watch started, it. Yeah. yeah. So
2: when uh, they gifted us that goal, I just couldn't believe it. And then we went 2-0 up, and I thought, well, wait, it's, no, it's no good going 1-0 up in an odd on a because you're never going to win. And then we went 2-0 up, and I, we were in dreamland, and I thought, just hold out. Till, <laughs> we just couldn't hold out until halftime. No, I, I just, um, I find it a excruciatingly difficult to watch.
0: But do you, were you happy with the result at the end? Because I know... It felt slightly... From the position we were
2: in, I felt slightly glass half full.
0: But before end. the game, would you have taken the draw? I'd have
2: taken all day long a point. Fine. The way that we... I mean, against the top supposedly top six rival, yeah, yeah, I would have taken that. But then, as the game unfolded, I thought, this is three points in the bag. You know, we've just got a... And just a bit of game management on the part of Danny Rose. mean, he did some stoop, tried to take somebody on just before halftime, just yeah. put the ball into Rosette. It was ball. as
0: if he was like Serge Aurier.
2: You know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, but I, I, there was one little key moment in that game where the, the, I think there was a free kick saved by uh, Loris. And then the next thing, the crowd sort of yelped. And I think Danny Rose hesitated yeah. sort of that. And then there was a couple of other movements with the ball. Then he gave the ball away and then that Passage of play led to their equaliser. And after that, I thought the half time team talk's going to be totally
0: mm. changed.
2: You know, I had no doubt that Arsenal
0: would come back into it in the second half. I mean, I, I, I just want to throw in there, you know, I, I think before the game, you know, I'd have taken the draw and 2 nil up. I never felt comfortable. No, I no, think no. the first half an hour, I thought we played really well. And, but do you know what? I, I sort of felt quite positive at the end when I was a bit pragmatic and sort of me and you, Casper spoke about it. I just think they're terrible at the back. I think Arsenal will get hammered by some teams yeah, because, yeah, and so. I think we'll get better... But I can't see them attacking-wise. Obviously, they're great. Yeah. But I can I, I can see them getting defensively worse and worse. They're all over the show. Got I, the mean, Shaka, shoulder, have they? I mean, Shaka is just yeah. possibly the worst. He's poor. He's the worst. I cannot believe he's a Premier League player. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Their front three is pretty good, though. Isn't yeah, yeah their front three, three is forward. scary. Yeah. They're, they're going to score goals all day long. And that's what. That that means that they'll be in the mix for the top four. The I team.
0: think they're going to concede, I think they're going to concede a lot. I, th- I think I think once we I felt quite positive I was, I was really upset afterwards but I think I think once we get our momentum going I really think we are better than them we will get momentum going we'll get our players back I just think
3: mm-hmm. I just don't understand what's happened to our defence like a few seasons ago we had we conceded the fewest goals mm. in the league and it's, it, it's, it's the same matter, players apart from Carl Walker, which
2: just as much of this month. Well, it's only Walker, though, isn't it? If you really think about it. I
3: suppose
1: it was the. We it's had Stembele in, in central midfield, and maybe that made a difference. Yeah. 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 Rose, rose um to be honest, has never really been the same since his injury, which yeah. is a shame because he was unreal mm, back yeah. in probably we save what 15 15 2015 2016 2017 was one of the best left backs in the world Yeah, he was the, the, yeah, the yeah. meanest yeah.
2: defense in that
1: yeah, yeah. yeah um and there was there was the period where for whatever reason Toby was out of the team for a long time Yeah, he's kind of come back and he's still he's still class but he's he's not like when he first came in and it's like mm. everyone's level just went up and we wouldn't mm. concede what like under I'm going to estimate under 25 goals in the season maybe. I don't think
2: Sanchez is good enough. It's, and that's, that's a, controversial, it's a controversial thing but I, I was at the the um, Villa game and he consistently misjudges the flight of
3: balls. I've only just come oh, yeah. to that realisation but I agree. And Positionally he's just yeah. you know
2: Whereas Jan would have, or Toby, would have judged the flight of that ball and that wouldn't have sailed over
1: his head. He's what, it's been there for three seasons now. We signed Raw Potential when he came in. Yeah. He's, he's an incredible athlete. He's powerful. Yeah. He's quick. He's yeah. got good timing in the tackles. He's but a recovery. He, with a player, he I mean, must have been about 21 when we signed him, with a player that age, you just take the gamble that the instinct and the experience will come in. And this is, his, just this is his
0: third season. It must Sanchez. be his oh, yeah.
4: third, season
1: Oh, yeah. What did you think of Sanchez Crespo?
4: He's all right. I mean, I wouldn't say he's Premier League material. Mm. I think he's.
0: Is, is he top six? Is he top four material? He's our first choice. He's, our first
4: choice. he's definitely not our first choice right now.
0: But are we? Are we being harsh on him? Because. He played right back in the um, North London derby. I mean, what, what, what's, your, what's your sort of take on the North London derby from an 11-year-old's point of view? Bearing in mind, you know, us lot of... To be honest, most of our lives we've been beaten by Arsenal, I think.
4: Well, well, going into the game and probably everyone was... Everyone was going to be happy with a point. But, obviously, losing a two-goal lead is a bit... It's a bit tough, but if it was 1-0 lead, it would be a bit different. But we need to sometimes remember, defensively, we're not that great against one of maybe the best attacks in in the league right now um and we had a lot of people out like Endon, on Deli, delhi and carl walker peters um and yeah but i think after the international break where everyone's gonna get up to scratch with playing and everything i think will start to gain the momentum like a few years ago we went on like a, what, 14 unbeaten game run.
0: Yeah, we did from October. I remember after this, after this international break, yeah. we had a huge run, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And also the, players, the play, new players might bed in after that. I, I just see a lot of positives after that game. Even even though we didn't really play that well, I just think we've got two away points at the top six rivals. At Man City, I know it was a complete.
3: I know it was The problem with that is that in between we we lost to Newcastle. Yeah. So those two points. So it's it's two points in three games. Yeah. It's sixteen points in sixteen games, and people have said that we were distracted by the Champions League. But Liverpool played the Champions League. You know, City played the Champions League. I don't think the players were distracted by the Champions League. I think the fans would have been distracted by the Champions League and we sort of haven't noticed how bad that is, 16 points in 16 mm-hmm. games. It's relegation form. And also the reason we haven't noticed is because if we're in a bit of a mini-crisis, well then so are Chelsea, so are Arsenal, so are Man United, which is, which is the reason we got in the top four and it has papered over the cracks.
0: I, I just think, okay, I keep going back to, and we talk about momentum a lot. I think once these players start to play, you think Mbappe hardly played. me mm-hmm. he play one game, two games? One and a half. well, he played at City, he did he he played two games there. Yeah. But we're going to, you know, we're going to get yeah, uh, we're going to get a new bit of you know yeah. impetus in this thing. You know, we're going to get La well, Celso's going to come in. I think you know, he's starting to start. I just think we got to the international break. Yes, Newcastle was, a, was an absolute train crash. But <laughs> you think if if we had have won, beat Newcastle. We'd be sitting here completely different now. That's do you agree? True. But it would be to Ricky's point. I don't know he's going to butt in. Negative. But <laughs> I think, but Ricky, you're right because I do That's think right, it's right. papered. Yeah. But I do think is it, papered over the cracks, and possibly Newcastle was what we needed, and it might sort of focus everyone's minds.
2: Yeah, it dates back to the Bannley game last season. Yes, this four run started at Turf Moor.
0: Yeah, that was a shocking game.
2: Yeah, and, uh, and I think if that if it is relegation
0: form since then. Yeah. Do you think as well? You know, to going back to the transfer window, that Delhi has not. Delhi had a shocking season last year. But I just felt it, when standards. he came on by his standards, by his standards but I think you know, he, he's a big season for him. You know, he's not. I don't think he is an automatic for the England squad. Do you think he's hungry? I think yeah, Deli's a, a massive
3: season.
0: And him coming on, I don't know about you, me and you said that he, we felt he looked quite. Oh, I noticed that, he looked like he'd been working out. He yeah, isn't yeah. He? And, I, and I felt he's possibly a bit bigger and a bit. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's. So he just seems a bit more focused. Over the summer, I yeah. haven't seen pictures on his Instagram of him, I don't know, yeah, like, with scantily, scantily yeah. clad girls in bikinis. Because I think promise. last
4: season He was actually a bit like a child yeah. When w- Off the pitch He was wasn't he but I think now He's he's noticed That he hasn't had the best of seasons He had lots of sponsor,
0: sponsorship yeah. stuff Didn't he You used to always see him on Instagram With sponsors But I spent over the summer And
4: I think he, uh, he He felt like he was in like a dream world And he could do whatever he wanted But yeah. He didn't focus on the thing that He should be doing That's a good point actually I think he's It's a bit like school yeah. uh, When you've when you're in year eleven you have to like knock him down, I think that's yeah. what he's trying to do. He's like focusing really hard. Quite poignant Casper. He's um,
0: just gone into year eleven. Well done. What? Just gone into year eleven No, year <laughs> seven.
4: Yeah, Year seven. seven. Sorry, year eleven. Year seven. Uh, yeah. I just
1: like to just like to plug a um, talking about Delhi an article from a friend of mine, a very talented young journalist called Frankie Christie, on his blog, entitled Out from the Back. And he's basically exactly what you've said about Delhi, it's a massive season for him. So the article's called The Make or Break Season for Delhi Alley is finally here. It basically echoes what we're discussing around here, around this table. I agree, it's good signs from Delhi in that game. He seems to have an aura about him. It's 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 something that he he brings to the pitch that's just very, very, very different. I wouldn't say I would not go as far as saying like, I don't know, like a canton or something like that, but it's just good to have someone that everyone else kind of dislikes in a way yeah. the last the, last, about that about yeah, yeah.
0: the last the last li- if, if, you, if you're concerned with all the noises in the background Peter's just brought us all some beer out which is yeah, brilliant he, even Casper's even yeah. yeah. having a can of Cronenberg at 11 so <laughs> yeah. hopefully he won't phone oh, well, Childline no. Um, but but I just want to go back to Simeon, you know, There's a great point about Delhi because in our know, last season at White Hart Lane, I remember the Chelsea game at home. He had that presence. He just drifted on that back post. He was bullying players. And you know that that season against I think Watford at home, he scored that great goal. He he was brilliant that He's season. Got that arrogance about He's that. that Arrogant. And Chile, I think, you know I think he could come back. I think he could come back and.
3: I think Delhi's glass ceiling was really high. high yeah. In. Anyone
0: else? Maybe ask. Um, I just want to sort of go. We've talked about the North London derby, and I and I just want to go back to Sim's um, original talking point to talk about the top six rivals. I I genuinely agree with you, Sim. I don't think Man City. I don't think we're in their class yet, um, or Liverpool. And I, I just think it is us with you know the other tranche of teams. You know Chelsea. Chelsea. I do genuinely think we will do well, but are, are we the best of the rest?
2: And, uh, I heard somebody say we're going to need a telescope to see Manchester City <laughs> and Liverpool by within six weeks. In answer to your question, are they our immediate rivals? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I no, don't but, think they
1: are. But Ricky was so right to, to bring up the Newcastle game because that's a game that Liverpool win. Mm-hmm. Liverpool find a way to break down Newcastle, They where the goal comes from, where it's just a kind of inadequate press from the team. Liverpool press that, possibly get a goal out of it themselves. Yeah. I don't think they lose the Arsenal game. Obviously, we didn't, but I think that's possibly a similar mm-hmm. result that they'll get. But I think they just find a way to deal with Newcastle. And actually, there's one thing that does really annoy me about the talk about our kind of poor away record against the top six. And it's the fact that if you look across the line, who at the top six, apart from City, actually win these away games anyway? No one. It's, yeah. it's a stupid stat. It's a stupid Everyone has a bad idea. Yeah. So we've stupid. gone to City and got yeah. a point, we've gone to Arsenal and got a point. I mean, I think mean, Liverpool last year, the only game that they won was um, in the top six away from home was against us and that was at Wembley. That's
0: a great, that's a great point so, because I, 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 you know, I never thought of that. I've been brainwashed. I've been brainwashed by the press about this. Top. That's a great point. Yeah, there are only four domestic trophies. Yeah. Three domestic trophies up for grabs and City won them all last season. Yeah.
2: And Liverpool won the other trophy that was up for grabs. I remember
3: saying to Sim a couple of years ago that my feeling is that two teams will eventually fall away from the top six and it will become a top four. But I think four teams have fallen out of the top six and it's become a top two. And I, I fear that that's the way it's going to stay. And you look at most other top leagues in Europe, big money leagues, they, they tend to end up having a top two, don't they? I, right. I hope that's not you know the, the natural conclusion. And that's a worry because it's yeah. just
2: the t- competitiveness has gone yeah. out of our... You know, I, Chelsea
3: are hugely transitional Chelsea sustained their top four presence because they had uh, the money from Abramovich they don't seem to spend quite as freely as they used to Man City still have a bonner's pit of money it doesn't seem to all be about money now though does it? I think, I think
0: it seems to be a lot of like, youngsters seem to be coming yeah. through now, I think that seems to be
4: the... like Chelsea have suddenly got the yeah. like before Frank Lampard
0: it was like money 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 yeah.
4: but now with their transfer ban I think they'll take notice in the youth and if I was a youth player at Chelsea a few years ago you'd be like oh I don't want to play here because you're just not going to get a chance mm-hmm. but now with Frank Lampard believing in the youth you'll be like right I do want to play here. So
3: when, you when, the choice. When, when, they, when you first heard about the transfer ban did you think that should be a good thing for Chelsea?
0: Yeah. yeah I did as well yeah. cool so I think we sort of covered that you know the North London derby I think we all agree we're happy with a point beforehand but afterwards you know it's a bit gutting. obviously the way it sort of happened um, I, I actually backed Arsenal uh, to draw um, when we were tuning it up because I just saw it happening yeah, so yeah, I won yeah. some money, but
2: the timing of the um, Lacazette goal—he yeah. he really yeah. done yeah really badly yeah, for that as well. Yeah. At, yeah. Least, yeah. at least it was
1: not—I mean, the equaliser came about uh, came about a minute seventy, didn't it? Yeah. So at least it didn't—it didn't feel too much like we yeah. like we'd thrown it away if we yeah. if it had been after eighty-five or whatever. We yeah. could have lost. We could have lost. Could have
0: lost yeah, yeah,
2: right.
1: yeah. could nice yeah. But
0: also, and then we talked about our top six rivals. I mean, I think we all agree. I don't think City and Liverpool are our top six rivals anymore. I think we yeah. are just you know third or fourth place. And, and personally for me I might come on to it later I think that's, that wouldn't be the end of the world to be top four again you know, in our progression as a club and also our other rivals you know, are they Leicester are they Everton Are they we- well, West, West Ham
2: because I have this theory that West Ham try harder against us they so do we, we have, have harder tell me yes. what you think of this theory we have harder London derbies yes. than anybody else because I so think they, West Ham really go at it against yeah. us I've In a way like that they
0: don't do against, against Arsenal and Chelsea. Yeah, it is. It really is Casper. But I, I always say to Casper, Mark Noble when he's playing against, say Leicester, plays like plays like Mark Noble. But when he plays, plays against Spurs, he's like Iniesta. He's and not Noble. Yeah. It's, like, it's I not mean, exactly the
1: player I
0: was thinking. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think that's uh, interesting topic, Sim. Thanks for that. But to wrap up this episode, though, I think obviously we've had some great discussion there about the Spurs of today, but as the only Tottenham podcast to our knowledge, noting itself for broad age inclusivity, why don't we part briefly from some dead seriousness and put forward our favourite Spurs kits from down the years. So I actually love football kits. So if, if I could be so bold as, can I wearing go first? Right <coughs> I'm, I'm wearing my, my classic one. Knock yourself up. I always love the cleanness and the crisp white nature of a Spurs shirt. And that was one of the reasons I supported Spurs. I love the whiteness and the crispness. I I always thought it made our players look like pure athletic machines. When I'm saying athletic machines, obviously I do not include Gary Doherty in uh, <laughs> <laughs> in that category. Or uh, is it Jan Raziak? Was he Raziak? Remembering the no, Polish no, guy. Never even heard that anyway, name. anyway yeah. I'm sure I'm sure our listeners remember Raziak. He was an <laughs> Absolute that well, on that one. Ba- ba- basically he was, um, sure. he was ten times worse than Lorente. Uh, what about Mathagio?
3: They said that he turned like the Titanic. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But anyway. it was the G- Irish player that we had that was
0: a bit... Doherty, no, Gary no, Doherty. Oh, oh, the fat, small and yeah. fat. Um, from Nottingham Forest we signed him. What oh, what's his yeah. name? Andy? Reed. Andy Reid. Andy Reid, yeah. He, he had a good left foot. He did. He, he actually he actually was, he's actually going against what I'm saying because, you know, pure athletic machines, yeah. the white yeah. kit, he was a fat tubby man, but lovely footballer. But, so, my, so I'm going to go, my, my favourite shirt is uh, the Hummel shirt of the 1985 to 1987 era. It's is
3: it yours? It's one of the
0: stripes. Yes. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I've, 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 I've actually got a picture here. had a yeah. great season he in He did. But you know, I've got great memories of that Spurs era under David Pleat as well. You know, the five men Midfield. midfield and i just yeah. love that kit and i just felt that kit was a bit of a forerunner to having the tighter kits because the yeah, kits yeah. before weren't that tight yeah, i remember you could be out of
2: condition no you couldn't be out of condition, no, I, out of condition. I remember
0: mark sure. falco in it he looked at uh, mark falco is a uh, you guys wouldn't remember mark falco but he packed that out well but you know we had hoddle looked like an absolute god you know i love yeah. hoddle you know i literally wanted to be his boyfriend no i didn't really that's that's it a bit too far but but you know the humble shirt for me is it okay yeah. So I will. That, that's me done. So if we can move on to Peter, what's your I, favourite kit?
2: I can't get past the sixty-one. Kit you love that, before. don't you? I can't. I mean, it's what I'm wearing now. The, yeah. the sixty-one V-neck. Yeah, classic. Fitted. You know, not not too baggy. Yeah. And the sixties for me was the decade where it was a cool, chic. The music was on point. Mm. The fashion. The film. Had all the the great music, the Beatles, the Tamla Motown, all that stuff. All these guys, the Stones, Dylan, all at the top of their game. And Spurs were at the top of their game. And that sixty-one kit, a lot because of what we achieved in that kit as well. I mean, that feeds into it for me. What that team? It it just seems iconic. To me. Yeah, I think it is it's iconic.
0: It's, it's classic, classic lines. Yeah, wonderful yeah. badge. Yeah, I mean, I, was I think the badge is the
2: wonderful say, thing. And directly. The polar opposite to me would be the Manson kit, mansion kit, <laughs> horrible baggy shirts that look yeah, like, I think Gareth, like, like
0: tents. Yeah. yeah, Gareth Bale joined. He, he and, didn't.
2: <laughs> and yeah. then the, there's a there's a terrible chocolate brown kit yeah. that we seem to give away a lot of penalties. Yeah, I do. Yeah. See, I
0: going to talk about <laughs> that that actual kit. Well, come on, let's let's go on, on Sim. Yeah. You, you you go on to your kit. There. So, yeah. we, so we've got mine. We've got Peters.
1: Yeah well I I um I've got two but actually I'm going to give a since Peter's already mentioned it I might as well give my honorable mention to the brown one now Oh, god and um this is this is on a less serious note um but I'm just wondering if anyone remembers that FA Cup tie against Fulham it was at Craven Cottage in, yeah. in 2007 and it must have been one of maybe three no more than five games that we actually played in that brown kit, and yeah. it was a horrible kit. Yeah, it's horrible. I, just, I had forgotten about this. I remember yeah. it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Remembering scored a Bangor oh, in there. That no, look, that, that, that's um, okay. It was it was Robbie Keane scoring those two, the two identical bodies yeah, yeah. from. I think it must have been so. Obviously, Paul Robinson had the biggest kick any of us have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Robinson forwards flick flicks on, and Keane just scored these two identical volleys from the same source. Yeah, he did. And that understand. just stuck in my mind. Yeah. So, that just, I thought I'd, um, you'd already reminded us of that kit. Yeah. The top but, of the but, um, the mansion, it's a mansion. Top it was a the... mansion one, yeah. Horrific.
0: Um, it's made by Puma.
1: So that's not your favourite.
3: That's, that's not actually my favourite. <laughs> that
1: was just one that I was going to mention, but Peter's Peter's yeah. uh, obviously remembered it as it well. It fitted like tents, and that's yeah. what I didn't yeah. like about it. So what what was
0: uh, what was your favorite one then? Sam? Um
1: so I'm going to be quite boring here and um like in a previous podcast I can not really look past my kind of first season in supporting Spurs so the whole, the um 2005 or 6 shirt it was the final um so the final Thompson one with the black the the uh, black sleeves yeah, that's yeah. the one. It is. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. well
0: fitted, like skin um, tight. Yeah, it? I mean Defoe, Defoe, wearing that, like, yeah, fitted it nice. But again, the white, the white just looks wonderfully it classic, does doesn't it. it? I just associate
1: that kit with Robbie Keane. Yeah, He's yeah. still my all-time favourite player. And funnily enough, as well, Meadow Meadah, um, yeah he Before just, he went away, time. Just, <laughs> yeah, well, well, well before that year but I don't know, yeah, just eight-year-old me Yeah At the time just thought he looked really cool with his long hair Which, funnily enough, he was never the same player without Um But yeah, no, he's he Him and Kian had a really good partnership that year Yeah, they really and it did it was like the first season I remember so so that's, that's the my real my real entry I love that yeah. carry it off you oh. needed to have Sorry, yeah. that yeah.
4: kit reminds me of Jermaine Genius. Oh, does it I don't yeah. know why I just remember yeah, like yeah. watching clips and just remember him yeah
0: I was going to say he wasn't even born yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
4: yeah but like I just see him always wearing that yeah kit, you do actually like,
0: yeah I think he scored he's against Arsenal him, in it yeah. I think
3: each kit reminds me of one player. And that, that yeah. kit reminds you of poddle the 1985-86 yeah. for, for me, it's Clive Allen, I see. That's yes. When I think of that kit. Yeah. It's like he
0: scored, that. Actually, yeah. Casper, for the younger one, Sim, you might not remember. Ricky, you remember. In uh, that the kit, my favourite one, the Hummer one, uh, we had a striker called Clive Allen at the time. He scored 49 goals in one season. 49 goals. How do you fit all that in? But that, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he wasn't
3: even that good if somebody he said to you he scored 49 goals do you, yeah. you think he was like Cristiano Ronaldo
0: but he's a lovely striker though he's, he didn't really yeah. do much. He, he played as a, a central 4-5-1 a formation yeah. and you had 5 in midfield so he didn't have to the do anything he just waited in the, from, the box you know the service bit, from
3: yeah,
4: hodl. it's a bit like Harry Kane a few years ago Yeah. like he didn't he was a good striker but he didn't add that different part to his mm. game but now it's like you sometimes see him picking the ball up in midfield, or yeah. sometimes back in defence. So
0: Clive Allen didn't do that. Yeah, he was no, just waiting in the
4: box.
3: Kane was doing that against Arsenal, and that's what made me pleased because he hasn't, mm. his form hasn't been great, has it? But he looked good again
1: against Arsenal, and he was doing that thing. The one, from the shot goal. from the angle that hit the post—that was wow. that was Kane. That's it, Kane. Oh, yeah. even, even though it didn't, it didn't go in. I thought what that technique. was It just, looks like the side, the side there,
4: like. I remember when he scored at White Hart Lane where we had it, where he had his. Broken nose, he had his mask on, he threw yeah. his mask off, and then everyone was yeah. piling. Or he
2: bent him in from the touchline.
4: Yeah. He yeah. was in awesome
0: as well. So. He was, yeah, yeah. great days. Caspar, um, what would be your favourite kit in your short? Uh, uh, but bearing in mind, every year yeah. they change kits now.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, probably the same kit that Harry Kane scored that goal that I was just talking about a few minutes ago, mainly because. Yeah, the stripe, goal, he had the yeah.
0: diagonal stripe. Is Diage it made stripe. by Under Armour? Under Armour. Yep. Yeah,
4: was I have the same kit with Ali on the back. Yeah, you do, yeah. But yeah, I just remember it because I remember Deli Ali scoring that goal away at Crystal Palace. Oh, yeah. He, Ericsson headed down, flicked over his head, and yeah. put
0: it in the bottom corner. Yeah, I like that kit, that that one, the I Under Armour one with the stripes yeah. down there. Well.
4: Yeah. I remember when he scored it. Danny Rose was like. Oh,
0: yeah it was yeah. funny yeah, yeah. We, we got a lot of
1: stick yeah. for that kit though didn't we because there was the old joke about um, the seatbelt for when our season crashes oh, yeah. I didn't know that yeah, <laughs> I didn't hear that, no, I, didn't well, enough, that season, I think the joke was our season crashes in February or March but funnily yeah. enough it didn't crash till May was it that year yeah. when I mean, we were in the, the I mean that Tigers. season
4: if Leicester got relegated the season before we would have won the league Oh, let's hey. not go there, if let's start.
0: Let's yeah, yeah, let's we'll yeah. yeah, And uh, Ricky, your favourite kit to wrap so up the episode? It's my favourite,
3: it's the same as yours, the oh. 98586. Yeah. Uh, because that is the correct answer. Do you think the,
0: the sponsor is a big part of it? Because the sponsor, I just think, I love that sponsor. And
3: I, love that, I love that it's a blue sponsor. We always have to have red now, I don't understand why. I think it's such a brilliantly designed shirt because... I've been disappointed with some of the recent Nike ones the last season's one where you had the um, the gradient coming up from the bottom Apologise to so Sims you've got that one haven't you? I do have it but I don't I, like, it I think one. it's I Casper's think that's, got, it <laughs> oh, you got it on and <laughs> so apologies Casper but I just think that was that's a really to my mind that's a really bad design it yeah. makes people look like they've got beer bellies yeah. and it, it reminded me that Whenever they try something a bit different, it never works. And this one, they tried something a bit different, and it just looks so good. It's so cool. It's so 80s and retro. It's just such a great design. And I wanted that kit so badly. And I said to my parents, I I was like 10 years old, and I was like, can I have a Tottenham kit for Christmas? And uh, I unwrapped it, and it didn't have the graphic on it, did it? Because it was the new one. It was. It was the 1980s, and I was so disappointed. Disappointed, Chris. Yeah, day. I know. I had to. I had to. I had to feign joy and surprise. Well, I
0: uh, that that's that's. I'm glad you like the same kit as me, Ricky. But you've really upset Casper, and he's crying because you've uh, you've, sl- you've slated off his shirt he's got on. So we might have to wrap up now.
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: Anyway, yeah, as right. as as we are we are wrapping up now. So thank you everyone for listening to episode three of the Year Ends in One or hashtag YE1 as we're all getting a bit trendy. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode and um, tell all your friends and uh, look out for the next episode and i'd just like to thank all you guys and hope you enjoyed it and thank you peter for bringing the beers Thank (laughs) thank you see you next time